Hey everybody, welcome to episode 66. We are Tulsa Music Stream. We are broadcasting live, not only here on Facebook, but we are broadcasting on YouTube and also Twitch and Twitter as well. So if you guys are on any of those platforms, welcome. And um, tonight we um, we have a special guest. It's Jeff Tate, uh, former singer of the multi-platinum band Queensryche. But make sure you share our uh, our event um, and our, our our stream on all your favorite pages, all your favorite groups, um, your personal pages, and um, if you're on YouTube, uh, go over to YouTube on our page and hit the notification bell, and uh, that way we can uh, you can subscribe to us and we you can check check out all of our streams and in all of our past streams as well. But um, yeah, ha- happy Wednesday. Um, my name's Nine. To the left of me here, Scott Squires. Hey, guys. And a woman who needs no introduction, hey. Jana Jordan Squires. Appreciate that. How are you guys? I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, uh, one thing I want to emphasize while we wait for Jeff to join us on the Zoom call, if you guys are in the event and you see a link to to a, this stream or any stream, if the link is not posted by Tulsa Music Stream, it is not a legitimate link. Unfortunately, we, we all battle spam and whatnot and uh we are no different we get infiltrated with that sometimes so don't ever click a link uh to a stream that's put out by anyone other than tulsa music stream or one of us um yeah not legit so it looks like most of you have have stayed clear of it uh and that's a that's a good thing so uh by all means just make sure you click on the legit links and we are awaiting jeff's arrival the numbers are looking good already do not click on the india music stream yeah don't don't do that it's uh, (laughs) a tulsa music stream so make sure you're sticking with us on that thanks for joining us uh we are really excited to be talking to jeff when he gets in here thank you guys for being flexible and thanks to to jeff for uh coming back on so quickly he had a a last minute emergency last night that uh, prevented him from coming on with us but uh we are grateful that he has agreed to come on tonight and his publicist, I want to give a shout out to uh, his publicist, Boyd, who's just been amazing to deal with. He helped us share this on uh, Jeff's social media today. 
So we, uh, we're excited to uh, have a lot of viewers in here, maybe who've never seen the show before. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out any uh, of our past episodes, you can catch the replays on, their, uh, on our Tulsa Music Stream page as well. Just go to the videos section. I'm talking a lot because I'm giving Scott time oh, to clear out this. We're good to yeah. clear out the spam. So uh, I'll probably need to make Dustin Little an admin so he can go in there and zap that stuff as it That's happens. Probably a good idea. Probably is. Uh, what we'll, we'll we'll up your pay, Dustin, from what you're currently getting. <laughs> so, bonuses. Anyway, yeah, bonuses. But hey, shout out to all you guys in the chat room. Let's give some love. I need to keep an eye on Zoom to watch for Jeff, but I want to give a shout out to Christy McCutcheon. Uh, we've got Scott Cooper, Mike Golick, Craig Saylor, Tanya Thompson, Angie RN. There's Dustin Little. He said he can handle that. Consider it done, sir. Uh, we gotta we gotta clean this place up. There's Elizabeth Talcott, Melanie Yielding Hall, Mike Radke. We have many many others in here. And while Hello we're waiting, to all of you. here's Jeff. He's coming in. So let me get this set up and ready to rock. This is going to be a good one. It really is. We're very excited to have him on. I'm going to give him. We're hiding it well, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're <laughs> giving him time to connect. I see him connecting as we speak. Jeff, how are you doing? Can you hear us? Okay, he's still connecting to audio. So let's give him one moment. Hello. Hey, anybody hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you, you hear us? Hey, isn't that a song? <laughs> Is, anybody <laughs> Is anybody listening? We are. We are listening. Out there. Yes, sir. Let me put you on screen. How are you doing, Jeff Tate? It's great to see you. Well, I'm doing well. Doing well. Looking forward to the holidays. Oh, I'm sure most yes. of us are in some way or the other. It's hey. great to have you on tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Let, let me start off by saying we trust all is well health-wise with the family and with you as well, recovering from your procedure you had a few months uh, back I trust you're you're at 100% and feeling well now yeah I think I'm I don't know if I'd say 100% but uh, I think after the new year I'll be approaching that number yeah it was a really difficult uh, few months there you know and uh, being uh, never been ill in my life I'd never actually been in a hospital ever so this was uh, something that was quite a bit different to get used to, you know. Mm, I can imagine. imagine. I can imagine. So well, we're going to jump right into this with you. We have a lot of things to cover. And, man, you're a busy guy. You have a busy year ahead of you. Let's put these tour dates up on the screen for everyone to see. We're going to talk about these. So coming up this December and January, Jeff's going to be doing his Big Rock Show Hits Winter USA Tour. And that's in December and January. We are super excited because you're going to be in our neck of the woods on Wednesday, December 14th at the Tower Theater just down the road in Oklahoma City. Very pumped about that show. And then as you guys can see, the first half of 2023, Jeff is going to be all over Europe, Latin America, and Australia uh, doing numerous various shows that will cover pretty much the entire gamut of his catalog and then, just announced last week, super exciting, here comes the 35th anniversary of Operation Mindcrime in UK and Ireland, and that's going to start in 2023. Now, my first question to you is, can your fans here in the U.S. expect that tour to work our way as well? Oh, probably. Yeah, it's always uh, good to uh, end up the year at home if you can. So, okay. uh, yeah, actually, the United States is... Um, uh, incredibly big market for me too. And, uh, luckily I've had the, the career I've had where I've been just about everywhere in America playing, yeah. uh, playing a song somewhere, you know? 
Certainly, certainly. Lots of times Oklahoma, too, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got family in Oklahoma. Oh, wow. We're from, at uh, Oklahoma. A little town called Apache. Actually. Sure. Wow. Yeah, we know about that. Kind of near Elgin. Okay. Anadarko, Chickasha. Okay. Um, kind of that area right there. Sure. Lawton, you know. Well. Yeah, mi- southwestern Oklahoma, or like western Oklahoma. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, before we get into a bunch of nostalgic talk, um, I want to I want to make people <laughs> I want to make people aware of of a couple of current things that you do that I just find amazing. You know, a meet and greet with your fans backstage for fifteen or thirty minutes that that's one thing, but this backstage tr- pass travel that you offer your fans this is this is like accessibility to your rock hero on a whole new level. This is an eight day tour that Jeff offers you at various locations. You guys can book your travel tour with Jeff at backstagepasstravel.com. Why don't you give our viewers an idea of what they can expect when they book one of these travel tours with you? Lots of drinking. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah. There is that. Um, the beverage that you drink depends on where you're at, you know? <laughs> in Ireland, we uh, we go with the beer and the whiskey, and in, uh, in France and Italy, we concentrate a lot on the wine. But, uh, you know, you can drink what you like and have as uh, good of a time as you can imagine. And it's arguably an incredible trip for people, I think. I have a great time uh, in every uh, trip we've done. Um, I can't keep up with some of my fans. I tell you, some of them are are just incredible, uh, robust people, you know, with uh, a lot of stories of their own. So it's, it's, a, it's kind of a two-way uh, vacation in a sense. Sure. Now, how many years have you and your wife, when did you guys come up with this concept? How many years ago? Mm. I think this is our seventh year that we've been doing it. So I have to ask, I mean, I'm sure you've got this down to a fine science and there's, there's plenty of security <laughs> <No>. protocol. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, it was at, at the beginning, did you guys have any trepidation of, you know, what if we just get that one personality on this tour that's just a little unmanageable or I'm sure there's plenty of security measures in place, but was that ever a concern? Uh, no, actually we've been incredibly lucky with, uh, the people that we have, um, sign up for this and uh you know they're out to have a good time and uh we try to show them uh what we know what we've seen some um interesting places that perhaps are not really on the 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 tourist guide books you know so uh it's it's a unique trip definitely honestly in a world of like rock cruises now and stuff like that that's a brilliant idea absolutely brilliant idea yes it is yes definitely so Scott, do you have anything for for Jeff? I know you've been over there cleaning some stuff. Yeah, up well, for us. Um, you know this the fact that you're going to be out there and you're, you're and it's the 35th and you're doing Empire. I'm sorry, you're a mind crime, and I mean, how relevant is that now today? Um, the story, everything, you know, with the climate, the political climate that's going on, and everything. I mean, it's it's it kind of holds true even more so now than it did even then. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good story, solid. You know, it, I think it touches on a lot of uh, you know the um, what humanity can be and is, and uh, what we can achieve when we set our minds to it. It's a it, it's a good story, and uh, it translates with people well enough to uh, you know get me to uh, buy it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a it's it's a really really uh, 
intense workout that record and uh you have to be kind of in the right headspace and physical space i think to uh perform it you know yeah well, so, so i have a few months yet <laughs> yeah you'll get I mean, there a lot of your albums you know you got a lot of themes going on even your earlier albums and and uh, rage for order is one of my favorite albums um fell in love with it you know i, I was a fan from from the get-go you know the warning and the ep and all that stuff and even for Rage for Order, you know, with the theme of computers and things like that, even back then, you know, before we even had computers, you know, even that's more relevant seems like today, you know, with everyone, you know, with their phones and computers and everything, it just seems like, you know, kind of taking over everybody. And it's just, um, it's just uh, so cool to like go back and listen to your lyrics on that album. And, and of course, um, Operation Mindcrime on just how relevant all that stuff is nowadays. Hmm. Well, I've just finished the uh, the last. Well, no, I guess I haven't finished yet because I'm doing it in South America in uh, February, um, playing Empire and the Rage album together. And what a treat that's been! I tell you, I never got a chance to play all the songs on either of those albums um, at the time they came out, so. Gosh, it was a real treat for me to uh, journey into that ground, you know, mm. after all these years. can imagine, man. We, we were talking about that. We were talking about, like, I asked him, I said, what What was it? When did you get into the Queens or like, uh, albums? And he was, like you said, he was there from the beginning. I think for me, I think when I heard Gonna Get Close to You, it was so sexual sounding. It was just like, wow, that what a cool, cool song. Um, my question is, so how, how do you prepare f to sing those songs nowadays as opposed to when you were warming up or preparing yourself to do them, you know, back in the day when you did, we recorded them? It's all the same thing, really. It's a, it's a procedure. It's incredibly boring, and I won't bore you with it, but it's a, just a <laughs> set of warm-ups you do, you know, to uh, start your day and get yourself in the right frame of mind, you know. Well, let's talk about that because I know in previous interviews you you have mentioned that when you discovered early on that you had a gift for vocals, you just took a handful of vocal lessons. Your your vocal coach was a little on the pricey side at that time, and I think you mentioned <laughs> that you took like six lessons before you really started taking off with with the Queensrÿche activities. I want to know within those six lessons, did that vocal coach happen to teach you your vibrato technique, which I think is one of the best in the business? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Maestro David Kyle was my vocal instructor. And, uh, what a interesting man he was. He uh, came highly recommended to me by uh, people in the in local industry in Seattle. And uh, he had worked for years in New York, um, Carnegie Hall. He had an office there, a studio there. And uh, he trained and worked with oh, countless uh, singers and actors. And uh, anyway, he must have been like 80 years old when I started taking wow. instruction from him. And he was just an amazing singer, even in, in his age, you know, yeah. fantastic. What a character. Yeah, so so fast forwarding a little bit, like we were talking about, uh, that was shortly before you really started rolling with the Queen's activities. Did you guys? Do you recall um, when you were getting ready to start doing albums? Did, did was it like a discussion, a conscious decision that you guys were going to delve into more cerebral 
and substantive material lyric wise or was is that just what was naturally going to come out because of who you guys were yeah i think it was uh, just the product of our you know uh, our chemistry you know mm-hmm. the way we worked it's the stuff that we were well i can't speak for everybody i, I have a tendency to do that and say we but a band is never a you know a total collective <laughs> you know it's sure. um it it uh, it was just the way we thought you know it was what was interesting to us and um i think somebody told me years back that uh to be successful you just have to find something you're interested in you know mm-hmm. enough to uh take you out of yourself and, and get you to that next place and and that's that's what it did for me sure do you remember approximately how much time I, I know you've done so many interviews where you've I'm sure you've rehashed the same story over and over again I know I know it was a process to come up with the concept of mind crime do you remember exactly how long or not exactly but approximately how long it took to conceptualize the framework and then to write it and then to actually record it like how long was were those three steps oh probably six months I would say per step or for the entire process yeah, for the whole the whole thing, really, it was just a flurry of uh, you know creativity and spontaneousness. Spontaneousness is that a word? <laughs> spontaneity. Spontaneity. There we go. <laughs> right. Now, I always always wondered because, um, like I said, I was a big fan. You know, I got into the Warning album, then I went had to go back, and I always was like floored on how many albums you sold of that EP. Was it like thirty thousand, sixty thousand copies, or something like that? I mean, how does one band, like especially without any kind of social media back then, how does one sell that many albums of of an EP? How well, did the, you do uh, it? the internet, so to speak, uh, pre-internet was uh, all about. Uh, record stores and uh, people talked about the records and the, the music that came in and um, we had that uh, wonderful working relationship with uh, the Harris's at that point who uh, we worked with uh, setting up our own record company 206 mm-hmm. records and when we released the first EP on our own label and um, you know back in those days they had these kind of uh, warehouses, I guess you'd say, where they, they call them one-stops, and that's where everybody bought, all the all the merchants bought their records from these one-stops and stocked up their stores. Mm-hmm. So we we made our uh, our debut record a special for all the one-stops, and that really worked. Wow. <laughs> it got us into a lot of record stores. You, know? you always hear those stories of people selling selling them out of the back of their their. their you know, their trunk or whatever and <laughs> at parties and stuff. And I was like, man, but 30, 60,000 or whatever the number was, was just insane. That's a, that's a really big trunk. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, I, and I was always curious because when I, you know, when I went back and listened to that and then you guys, you know, of course had the, the warning out, was there, was it a, a management decision or a producer decision not to add um, Lady War Black and um, Queen of the Reich on the Warning album to, I guess, to boost sales or anything like that? Or <laughs> I don't think anybody thought of that back then. Mm. Yeah. That kind of idea didn't pop into our uh, <laughs> right. our minds until the 2000s, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because they seem to be, you know, they'll put out singles or whatever, and then they'll finally release an album. They'll put the, 
you know, singles that they, you know, released a year or two ago that did well and put them, you know, hope to boost the album sales and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it was always a cool, cool vibe on both those albums. You know, uh, they they seemed to mesh really well. And I always wondered why you guys didn't do that. Yeah, I never even thought of it until you just said it. And now it sounds like a great idea to me. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of leads into one of my next questions. So obviously, um, you know, Mind Crime is really what just exploded you guys into the universe and everyone latched onto that um when you guys were starting to get prepared for empire were you receiving pressure from outside forces to turn still still be queen's right but turn out something a little more commercial and of course you know we're around the time of the power ballad and every every uh quote-unquote hair band although i don't view you guys as that uh was cranking out the, the power ballad were you guys asked to do a song like that I would love to do a song like that. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? No, but I mean, like, were a... you guys asked to, to create a song that, like, something that ended up being Silent Lucidity? No, it uh, it was always sort of, well, we're songwriters, you know. We're, at least, you know, the whole group was uh, songwriters. And so, um, you know, you, you write what you're interested in, and you... You don't want to keep repeating yourself, so you sure. branch out and try some some different things, you know. And uh, sometimes you hit big with it, and sometimes you don't. And when you don't, it's kind of cool because you can recycle the idea and give it a different spin, you know. Sure, which is nice. absolutely. Do you but, have? I mean, a... uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, at the time, at the time, you know, we we didn't really have an open dialogue with our record company, and so it was. Uh, you know that they were there to sell what we came up with and they never really had any you know artistic or depression i say musical input um we only heard from them after we already handed it in and they would have marketing ideas and they were great at that you know that's mm-hmm. that's what they're built i on, think so. that queen's right the musical integrity of, of queen's right really no no record company exec was going to try to you know, say, hey, could you, because, you know, they would push the power ballads because that was what was making the bands popular in the 80s. I don't think any anybody was going to ask Queensryche to do something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing that was always cool to me when I when I heard that you guys, that with Silent Lucidity was in an acoustic version, and, and, and then you decided, or you guys sent it off to, um, to someone to put the orchestration on there. What was that like when that when the when the the tapes came back and and you had to listen to all that uh, the orchestration on that? What was the the feeling in the room? Well, the feeling before was that the song wasn't ready to be on the album. It didn't have it didn't sound finished, you know. Hmm. And uh, so that sent us back to the drawing board, and um, we Chris came up with the idea, I believe, of having Michael Kamen. Uh, write some orchestral accompaniment to the song, sort of like he had done uh, in the past with uh, other pieces of music of ours. Uh, I think uh, No Sanctuary, Roads to Madness, he worked with this on that, and and, uh, and on Wine Crime with uh, Sweet Sister Mary. Did some amazing work. Anyway, uh, Chris called him and sent, sent him the song and the music, and Michael came back a couple weeks later with this amazing piece. And uh, we put it up on the tape decks to line them up and see it, sync it together to see what his idea was. And we were all just floored. You know, it was uh, it was just what the song needed. 
Sure. Yeah. It brought it. It brought it to the next level where it sounded like a, a finished piece of music. Now you know, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know we got the thumbs up, which from our producer Peter Collins, who uh, was uh, the one that mentioned the song needed work in the first place, and mm-hmm. we listened to his sage advice, and he was right. Yeah, <laughs> it's and a beautiful talk song. about you know Grammy yeah. Grammy <laughs> nominated. Uh, you know, just about your body of work is just is mind-blowing and and you know for us you know we're just local local musicians and you know just playing a gig where you know we think about our little gigs and stuff but and you just your body of work do you ever just sit and just like wow you know i i did this and 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 all these all this stuff and then and of course you know your sweet oblivion album is just rocking and just got all this new stuff just constantly just coming out with all sorts of new stuff i mean do you ever just take a take a moment just just to relish it <laughs> yeah i took a, a good year and a half off i think from writing anything recently and just now getting back into it again but i, I felt like i needed to take a break and kind of uh, get into the right frame of mind where i wanted to be sitting in my studio all day long you know so i'm at that point now especially uh with the the winter you know coming yeah Yeah, it definitely changes everyone's mood for sure do you have a favorite album from your catalog as far as the body of work and then a favorite album as far as your vocal performance maybe it's the same album uh well i don't really look at it that way um i have records that uh of mine i listen to for reference mostly like uh, if i'm going to be doing something live one of the songs live i, I like to go back and remember how i did it you know mm-hmm. and uh, so i use them more for reference or if i'm feeling nostalgic you know and i want to listen to uh kind of my life story right. <laughs> in a sense right. i'll put a record on but uh most of the time I'm working on new stuff, so I, I don't listen too much to the past, you know? Yeah, and that's great. And and... I, I, it is nice to acknowledge what you've done. Sure. You know, uh, I think that's important. But you know, black... it's also an, another thing to kind of revel in it. I think perhaps that would get in your way of doing yeah. something else, you know? I can see that. Trip over your own you feet, know, right. Recently, yeah, I saw something where Blackie Lawless, you know, he's out there touring with his band wasp again and uh he he referenced um operation mind crime and he kind of put uh his his uh concept album uh the crimson yeah crimson yeah idol crimson Crimson idol Idol, with with operation mind crime and said that was kind of the gen like our generation kind of compares those two and he always felt like your album was was way better than his um, he hadn't listened to his own in, in many, many years, and he said he, he, not too long ago he listened back to it, and he thought, well, it's it's not better. It's just that they're, they're too different. I guess he had different ears listening to it. Do you do you ever go back to listening to um, Operation Mind Crime and have a different feeling about it than what you did in the early days? Um, no, because I... Like what I said before, I honestly don't listen to the music that much, you know, right. mostly as a reference material or a reference uh, to something I have to do coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song on 
Operation Mindcrime 2 called One Foot in Hell, which I've always wanted to play and uh, getting ready to play that for this upcoming tour. But I completely had forgotten how I sang it, what it was about, all the different parts. I had to really go back and you know, familiarize myself with that. And uh, it's, it's fun to do that in the sense sure. that uh, you're kind of analyzing yourself in a way. You said Which, earlier uh, you had kind of have you, you kind of have to feel like you have to be in a headspace to sing like Operation Mindcrime al- album and and whatnot. Um, yeah. Have you ever come across a song where you couldn't find that again that same headspace to 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 do it properly? No, not really. I'm pretty good at uh, switching into uh, you know stage mode mode, I guess you'd say, and, and yeah. uh, making it happen. I'm going to shift gears totally on you. I, I want it, I want you to share some of your favorite memories of the hearing aid sessions because, man, I wish I would have been a fly on the wall with you guys back then. How fun no was kidding. that? I still got the VHS, the whole making of that, man. So, so cool. See, and I've never, I've never seen that. And wow. I, it was so cool when we were 15 year old kids man and it's all our heroes Uh, all our heroes together and here comes jeff tate all these all these like 80s kind of hairband singers come and then here comes jeff tate well jeff was jeff was just coming up back then i mean he was pretty new to the game right you know so i bet he yeah i was was like 23 years old that must have been fascinating (laughs) for you to, to be at that it was it was uh quite an experience it was uh on so many levels I, I was in the same situation you were just describing i was standing in a room with all these very respectable musicians who had been so successful and i was just starting out i was a young kid and um and i had to sing in front of them you know and uh <laughs> i had to make ronnie happy which ronnie was a formidable God, personality yeah. right right and uh yeah i was i was so scared i was uh probably wetting myself i had my sunglasses on the whole time because i just i couldn't look up you know if i did i would see the glass to the other side (laughs) and there was ronnie there was eric bloom from blue oyster cult and ted nugent was there and you know uh (laughs) god it was (laughs) i gotta tell you we just watched it again over the weekend i don't know how how long it's been since you've probably years since you've seen it but you know you there's a there's a part in the video where you deliver just this monster delivery of your vocal line and tear everybody's head off and then you give this kind of just this sweet humility like shrug like eh was that okay <laughs> it's like you probably blew everybody's minds in the room but uh, that was just such a cool thing and uh, that we just wanted to ask you you know your favorite memories of that because that had to just be one of the highlights for you yeah the whole experience was amazing you know hanging out with all those people and and uh meeting most of them for the first time in my life as well it uh, was quite a quite an honor to be part of the project and i think it did a lot of good it raised a lot of money and uh, yeah for charity and and um you know ronnie and wendy and everybody involved putting that together just did astounding work yeah and kept the whole thing very fun you know where it wasn't uh it wasn't uh it was great. It was it was a fun experience. You, you awesome. even having an, an experience with uh, Alice Cooper. You're you're a fan of golf. We actually like to go play golf, and um, <laughs> you have a story where Alice Cooper was kind of watching you hit your driver, 
Can you, can you uh, tell our viewers? We have, we have <laughs> a lot of viewers in the chat room right now, and they're asking a lot of questions. And we'll get to some of those questions here in a little bit. But um, I'm sure many of them haven't heard the story with uh, you and Alice Cooper. <laughs> well, I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan, first off. The first live rock show I ever saw was Alice Cooper's Billion Dollar Babies Tour mm. in Amarillo, Texas. And um, so anyway, I, I get invited to this uh, golf event. And I'm not what I would call a golfer. I'm kind of a pseudo student of the sport, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like playing it. And um, so anyway, we were, the morning of the tournament, I was out early trying to hit some balls and get my swing. And uh, I thwacked this ball, oh, 150 yards, you know, felt good. Came walking back to change sticks. And Alice is standing there looking at me. And he goes, you like that driver? And I said, well, it's, I've had it for a long time. He goes, come with me. He takes me down the, down the road and uh, he's talking my ear off the whole way about swinging and, you know, holding my grip right and all this. and. Get basically giving me a walking tutorial, you know, and uh, takes me into the tailor-made shed. And he says, Don, Jeff needs a driver. Set him up. <laughs> so Don, you know, measured me and set me up with this custom-made driver club. And it was, I never experienced anything like that before. And uh, anyway, we went up to the driving range after the club was uh, made. And Alice says, give that a shot, you know. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Swacked it like 350 yards. Oh, wow. You know? Oh, and he just smiled and said, that'll do it. And took <laughs> off, you know? That's awesome. That is so cool. That's so cool. What a great memory. That's awesome, man. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you mentioned um, that there were been an insane amount of, of offers, money offers for, you know, the Queen's right to reunite and, and do all those things. And it's just, things didn't happen but i have a question during those talks was scott or not scott rock but but um chris DeGarmo, was he also part of that to be included well that uh thing you're talking about really didn't happen there wasn't a formal talking of, of okay. anything so yeah it's uh not exactly like that at all it just yeah didn't happen so we're going to avoid unpleasantries that you probably get hammered about in every single other interview you do. We're not going to go down that road with you tonight. I only have one question that might sort of skate on that edge and just say what you want as little or as much as you want about this. When it comes to Chris, I, you know, if you watch interviews with Stephen Piercy, he talks about Rat and he kind of compares Robin Crosby to sort of the foundation that that held things together and when he was no longer part of the picture things kind of started to fall apart do you feel that Chris DeGarmo when things were good and then unfortunately he decides to leave the band was that kind of the beginning of that fabric and that foundation eroding away from the original lineup well I I think that um we all have a life to live, you know, and, and we make our choices and we do what, what is important to us. And, uh, he, you know, he had something else he wanted to do in his life. Peace. Yeah. And yes, the, the band was different after he left. Uh, but 
that was great. You know, we comp- we uh, uh, worked with lots of different people, and we had uh, some really interesting music. And uh, you know, Queen Strike was a a band. We gave it a a wonderful shot. We were a band for thirty years. You know, that's a yeah. long time yes, to be making is. music together. And we had a a very creative journey, you know, along the way. And uh, I have nothing but. Uh, you know, f- fond memories for ninety nine percent of my my experience. Again. You know, with Queens Ride. Sure. Well, sorry, it's... I'm still not sure about. Uh-oh. <laughs> my my watch is talking to me. <laughs> She's telling you what's up. Usually, yeah. it's always us. Something like that happens. Starts, we, we were saying the word Queens and it triggered something in the. <laughs> she said, "Sorry, music. I didn't get that." <laughs> I want to know. Do you listen? Do you listen to new music? New music. Yeah. Do you listen um, to what kind of new bands do you like? Hmm. Anybody catch your ear these days? N- new? Uh, hmm. Well, I quite like uh, this band called um, uh, Snow Patrol. Oh, I yeah. think they're from I- Ireland, or yeah, I think they're from Ireland. Quite like them quite a bit as songwriters. Uh God, I like um, uh, Blue October, Blue Texas. Oh, sure, they're, they're, yeah. they'll be coming yeah. here to Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, really cool. I think they're from really, Dallas. Yeah, really interesting music too. Yeah, but most of the time I'm working on my own stuff, but uh, occasionally I'll hear something that that grabs me and they have that really cool program now, Shazam, and it just tells you whatever song it is. Right, exactly. That's convenient. So handy. Yeah, Yeah, it's really catchy. You know, Scott just brought up Blackie Lawless a minute ago, and and we saw another clip where he was talking about how he feels that the rock star frontman is a thing of the past and that when our generation, uh, meaning us, you, is gone. There, there's no one else coming up behind to be that rock star frontman. Do you have a similar take to that? Do you? What do you think the state of, of music is as far as those grandiose rock stars that we hung their posters on our wall and, and revered them so much? Are those days over? Oh, no. No, no. They're, they're just morphed into something different now. You know, that's... Uh... Uh, you know that that kid Post Malone, oh my God, he's huge. You know, worldwide, True. not just in America or, or uh, the UK, but you know, everywhere right. is playing. The world is playing that kid's music, and he's just having the time of his life. You know, sure. it's, it's a joy watching him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I I'm guilty of being the the old lady stuck in her 80s music. You know, I don't I too often don't explore new new genres i'm sure it's out there i just i always kind of it's a topic that comes up on the show a lot has technology killed the music industry uh, because you know back in in you guys's day um it just seems like i mean it still took a lot of hard work and a lot of luck but it seems like there was more of a chance to make something of yourself back then than now because there's so much oversaturation with youtube and technology and but but as you say there are still rock stars coming up like post malone and others yeah. Yeah. What's that kid's name? Uh, the tall blonde kid who uh, played Tom Machine Gun and... Kelly or Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. rock star. Right. Come on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Touche. Well, we like we we like Ghost. We enjoy Ghost, and that's a recognizable frontman, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, he's very dramatic, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he is, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Now, we're Same with that guy. Same with that guy with the, the German band. Um, oh, is it Rammstein? Rammstein, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, that guy is intense, isn't he? <laughs> have, you seen that new, have you seen that new tour? Uh, the Law of the Fire? Pictures, yes, yes. The Flamethrowers. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they, they've always had, like, fire. They're really into fire. Yeah. And, uh, kind of made it made it their thing. You know, they are the gods of hellfire. Yeah. They truly are. But their singer is just, what a character. He yeah. is one of those guys that just, he's, a, he's, he's playing a character in some way. You know, I don't know if that's really him. Right. <laughs> sure. pretty entertaining but the front men are still out there yeah do you have time for uh us to read a viewer question jeff i have i have one yeah i have time okay we're not going <laughs> to hold you much longer and again this is a I question another, i oh i have another interview set up for me right now i don't know why but i never oh. do back to backs well okay well we'll, we'll start wrapping things up but real quick i the, i know you've been asked this before but just to get an updated answer from you since the release of Operation Mind Crime, there have been talks and rumors of a Hollywood script based on the album. Is there still any chance? And who do you picture portraying Nikki and Sister Mary? That's from our friend Eric Biddle in Jinx, Oklahoma. Yes. For years and years, people have wanted to make uh, the album into a film of some sort. And we've entertained a lot of different offers from a lot of different people. And we've uh, it's always come up to the end, um, like it is for most movies. Uh, financing is so incredibly expensive, so yeah, it just hasn't had the right person, the right people behind it, you know, that uh, have the deep pockets to make it, you know. Yeah, but I'm sure it will be. Well, it seems like point. if the dirt can get made, I think Operation Mindcrime can get made as well, <laughs> right? <laughs> is it going to be a scathing though? <laughs> Too funny. Did you love the? Wasn't the dirt great? Yeah. Oh, man. That yeah. opening scene just bowls you over. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, hey. Um, go ahead, Scott. It says it all. You know, I yeah. could have gone home after that. Jeez, <laughs> it was perfect. You know, I, I've seen you in, in Tulsa. Um, you opened up for Metallica and I've seen you know, with the uh, Suicidal Tennessees here in Tulsa. Um, seen you, you know, a few times there at Rocklahoma. And even though some, you know, the last time you played here at Rocklahoma, you know, things kind of went to a, an odd turn for you and the band and everything. But would you be willing to come back and play Rocklahoma? Sure, I love, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I had I think two uh, really great shows in Rocklahoma before. Fantastic yeah. festival. We'd love to see you back here too. Well, if you have another interview obligation, we 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 want to let you go to that. I do want to real quick before we let you go, let's uh, let's do the tour dates one more time. He's got to tell us about his wine too. Okay, yeah, real quick. Uh, so catch him uh, do the, doing the big rock show hits in uh, let's see Oklahoma City, December fourteenth at the Tower Theater. Guys, just go to jefftate.com, check out all of his tour dates. And yes, get some of this Insania wine. You guys need some wine. It's cold outside. Go to jefftate.com slash insania-wine and order some. Uh, Jeff, any parting words before we let you go for the night? Well, I'd say thanks for the interview. You guys are fun. We should do this again. Oh, hey, we would love to. Let's do it. We've, we've got your number now, so we'll uh, uh, stay in yeah. touch. And we'll definitely look right. for you on the road. Thanks so much for your time, Jeff Tate, everybody. Thank you, Jeff. God thanks, bless Jeff. you. Yes, we'll talk care. to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Happy holidays. You, you too, too my friend. Bye-bye. There you go. Jeff Awesome. Tate. Off to another interview. Thank you, guys. Thank thanks, you. Buddy. Thank you, Jeff. We'll see you. What a great guy. Yeah. Sorry to cut that short, but I could, I could tell he needed to roll. Oh, What's sorry. Sorry about that. Oh. I switched the wrong screen. There you that go, was Jeff crazy. Tate. 
And hey, guys, what solid viewership. We're sorry that we did not get to more of your questions. Uh, he was kind of in a hurry, but it was still an excellent, excellent interview. And uh, if you didn't catch it all the way through, go back and catch the replay, um, which will be up just as soon as we sign they off. They can tell all their friends they hung out with us and Jeff Tate. Too. How do you guys feel? Are you, is everybody in a, okay? Are you in a good headspace? I'm fine. Why? I'll just make it sure. Why would I be in a bad? Are you know. in a good headspace, Scott? Oh, know. at first I was. You know, it kind of threw me off my game having to delete and block. The, the oh, that was coming yeah. in. They were in, in the chat, they were in the chat room. They were in the event, and it was just like it was just crazy. And yeah. then once I got settled in, and then suddenly we were having to cut it short, and and I had a. Like, so um, we are not exempt from money. I had like a huge amount of questions to ask. Listen, get to. listen, he said, he said we, we should can do, do it, it again. again. That's right. And we will. So we're going to do Operation Mind Crime Tulsa Music Stream part, part two. two. Yes. Tomorrow. <laughs> it's coming up. So, um, no, we're just kidding. Yeah. We would like to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in uh, to the stream. We, we have a, a lot of other um, episodes. Especially he said we're fun on our YouTube channel and you can go back on our YouTube channel, uh, hit subscribe. And, and we have a, a playlist of everyone from Rudy Sarzo, Lita Ford, Stephen Piercy from rat and, and just you. so many cool interviews on there. And, um, as well as our Facebook page, just hit follow, um, hit like whatever you need to do. Um, and we, we tried to bring, bring in new, new episodes, new interviews all the time. And, and, Every one of them has been just outstanding, and um, you know Jeff Jeff Tate was a little intimidating for me just because of yeah. just because of his body of work well, and his, everything his he's deme done. His demeanor is real serious too. Can I tell you? Can I tell you, Scott, what intimidated me? We are used to guests that carry the show with very oh, sure. lengthy answers, and we look up and it's like it's like forty five minutes. It's later. like two in the yeah. morning, and we've been here eight hours. No, I'm right. kidding. It's not that bad, but you know he. He gets to the point and then he's done talking. Right. He's an, he's, yeah, he's real serious. He's an intense dude. And I'm yeah. very sorry that you didn't get to your questions, but he, he said he had another interview. He had to go. And to he me. said, we're fun. So. so sorry about that. But hey, good news, guys. We have another episode coming up. Look at this. Josie Scott, formerly of Saliva, will be live in studio. We're not going to do this Zoom thing with him. We're actually going to have him. Sit right in the there across seat. the street from us right there. He's going to be in the Teresa Cam seat that he night. Is. So that's Thursday, Looking December 1st Jersey. at 8 p.m. Central. We're going to we're going to talk to that guy and get caught up with him. We sure are. Super nice guy. I want to give a shout out <clears throat> after I clear my throat to our sponsors. Dustin Little, God love you. You're the new admin to clear out the spam Absolutely. for Tulsa Music Stream. We need you. And you are a fabulous sponsor uh, of Tulsa. And he's Stream. just a good guy. If yeah. you guys have IT needs, go to Okie PC. You can call 918-640-0892 or email Dustin at com. He'll clean up the viruses off your computer. I'm sure Get he will. Get that shit off there. Get you a TMS hoodie. It's freaking cold outside. Go to our Tulsa <laughs> Music Stream page. Uh, on Facebook, and the, there's a link at the very top. You click on the online store, get T-shirts, hoodies. You can get a tank for next spring, summer, whatever you want. It's on there. Moccasins. Yeah. Great time to have one. Absolutely. I think so, too. I mean, every time is Christmas. a great time. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Absolutely. Give your lover the Tulsa Music Stream touch. Well, that was sweet. Yeah. Doug Burgess, DEB Concerts, thank you for your sponsorship of our stream. I'm so wearing I the shirt. Oh, hey, wait, let me cut to you. There you go. Oh, boom! Nice, boom! 
Okay, Psychoma Filmworks, we thank you for that cool thank intro. You, Still, Surviving Rocklahoma enables our Zoom Brigham. calls. You are the man. So, <laughs> I, I feel sad because I know we wanted a longer discussion. Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? I, I had a, I had a couple of things that I mean, I really wanted to discuss his love of wine and his and his um his uh, his wine. But we didn't really get to to do that. Yeah. But hopefully next time you can take us into the vineyard and tell I us know. everything. I know. So I know because we're fun. He's going to be back. That so. was kind of like getting to eat like two bites of the cake and then the waiter takes it away. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Or, or yeah, right. Like you at the end I mean? of the night, you you put your drink down on the table and then the bartender comes and takes it away and you're like, what? I wasn't done I yet. I just bought that. I yeah. will say this. I know we have first time viewers in the stream. Guys, thank you for coming and checking this out tonight. Uh, you've probably never heard of us before if it weren't for Jeff Tate sharing it on his page. Stick around. Like Scott said, we have done a lot of really amazing interviews with a lot of national artists. Go check those out on the video section. And we're working constantly to book new ones. So, Absolutely. Uh, so stay in touch with us and hit like uh, on our Facebook page. We're music lovers above everything else. So For sure. You Sub- know. Subscribe to that Tulsa Music Stream YouTube page and, and uh, hit the little notification bell. That's and our fans only page, too. Am I saying that right, Scott? Yes. Okay. Fans only? What the? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. And if you guys are in the Tulsa area, um, this weekend we um, are playing at Osage Casino. Me and her, her and I band, Rocket Science, will be there Friday and Saturday. I guess Friday is the uh, uh, KC and the Sunshine band. So you know those those two should mix pretty well. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. the way. Oh, are you going to get someone from KC to come up and jam with you? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on stage as Sunshine. CK. A oh, Sunshine's coming. Hey. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. cool, dude. You got to figure out what I'm, they're. I'm envious of that. Hey. Go out and see them play Friday, Saturday night at Osage mm. Casino. Thanks, are, are you guys playing this weekend? Uh, no, I'm not playing this weekend. So you know, he's. I'm roadieing for Rocket Science this weekend. Oh yes, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> they, they, it's all goes on. You know, I get paid by Tulsa Music Stream. So yeah. it all goes. You know, hand yeah. in hand, hand in hand. Here's your mug. There's I want to thank. There's my mug on my mug. Everyone <laughs> joining the chat room: Janet Jones, Tanya Thompson, Thomas. Hug, great name. Uh, Sean Johnson, thank you. Darren Evans, Hal, good to have you, man. Barry, Kendra, how you doing? Melanie Hall, hi. Thank hey. you guys for sharing. Hey. April Hammond says. Um, hi. And you can even go on a Jeff Tate's um, page. He shared our stream on his page, so yeah. hopefully we'll get a whole shitload of views and, yeah. and everything's all good, man. Shout out to Barry Morrison. He says he's following us now. Thanks, buddy. Awesome, That's dude. what it's Thank all you about. Thank so much, man. We, we aren't just Tulsa-specific. We're based out of Tulsa, but, you know, we're kind of like Jeff Tate. We want to do backstage travel tour and uh, ex- yeah, you know, absolutely. go all around. <laughs> so. But Thank you for having So for, what questions for, did you guys have that you didn't get the answer <laughs> Or at, at get that. Well, I'll, I want to ask you that. What and I'll I'll pretend like I'm Jeff Tate. Give me like one of them. Well, I, I was I was going to ask him about Metal Church because they're from Seattle, and I loved Metal Church, and and I got into Metal Church mm. and Queen Strike, like the EP and all that stuff, like back in the same time. Yeah. And I wanted to know if they were buds and if they hung out and right. and, and if he knew David Wayne and all. Then I'm sure they did. You know, he did. But that was one of the questions oh, I wanted to ask him. Shoot. Yeah. And uh, because they were basically the Seattle scene before the grunge scene. They were, you know, you had mm. Heart and you had all these bands sure. from Seattle and then, you, of course, you had Queensryche and, and Metal Church. And, yeah. Right. 
so they kind of started kind of you know sparked seattle um dang that with the been metal scene and then of course grunge and you know i wanted to ask him you know how if, if he was a, a bit bitter that the scene from seattle that he started in was the scene that's that kind of plunged their you know the, their music that you know? been a good Man, question um I, I bet he doesn't feel God, let me answer that one for you <clears throat> no i really don't think about that at all i just concentrate <laughs> on what i do and then i just move on <laughs> and, that, and you know what that probably would have been his answer yeah and he's a forward it probably didn't bother him at all he is a forward thinking guy and yeah. that was one other thing i wanted to mention to him which you know i mean like the past Who am I but but I wanted to I wanted to say to him props to you for not living in your past because you know let's Absolutely. face it guys some of these bands are just riding on the laurels of what they've done in their past work yeah it's tougher to make new music absolutely man. it's a lot tougher to do that and so yeah. props to him for doing that. you know and then with my question about lady wore black and queen of the reich if they would have added that on their full full length the warning album it, you know if you sell an ep thirty thousand by yourself 30 60,000 whatever it was if by yourself on those songs mm-hmm. you know why would the record label not go well shit let's put this on you know you know on a full length album to help boost it and he was like man you know we didn't even think about that he like, should have been his marketing guy I would have done it well, they probably know. you know somebody might have had a reason somewhere for not putting them on there who knows but yeah. I don't think it affected their career so yeah well, it was great. Even though it was just two bites of the cake, it was a, it was a mighty fine cake. It was so very we're, good. We're very appreciative of Jeff Tate. And again, thank you, Boyd, for being such a cool cool dude and uh, hooking us up on that. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. We're, we're coming for more later. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys don't have anything else, I'm going to wrap this well, up. Yeah, what, go ahead. What, what do you think? You, um, we got saliva coming. We talked about that. No. You, well, I know we did. I know you brought it up. Yeah. But he's going to be in studio, and that's going to be cool. And I just met him uh, last week or two weeks ago, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And I've never met him before, and he was a really nice guy. Um, I wanted to get him on stage because we used to do, back in Octane Blue, we used to do Click, Click, Boom, and we used to do, um, uh, what was the Ladies and Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And had we had those ready... And then he showed up. We were like, "Hey, man! By the way, oh, sure, yeah. we, we got this and this. You right. can you can come up and do both of them." Yeah, do you think nice he would have stuck around? If oh, we definitely, would've... because I mean, yeah. Could we have said, "Hey, we're going to do those for our last two songs of the third set," and then just held them there the whole <laughs> no, night? No, no, no. We would have make them stay the whole night. <laughs> I would have brought him up like first because right there, at the beginning of the second set. Hey, if you take anything away from Tulsa Music Stream tonight, remember we are fun. Mm. Right? That's right. Fun and unprofessional. No, I used a lot of big words with Jeff tonight. I brushed up on my uh, my vocabulary. I used the word cerebral. Okay. okay. I used the word substantive, which I almost mispronounced. Didn't I hear demagoguery out and of your mouth? Too? Then I said, yeah. Then I said crimson thorn and blew the whole thing. I should have <laughs> should have said crimson idol. But whatever, it uh, doesn't matter. We knew what you meant. There's though. still 32 people watching our watching the, our our ridiculousness. Our 54. Hey, thanks for for staying with us. Yeah, we fifty four. Right. Okay, one more time, guys. We are going to be back. Let me see if I can find it. Where is it? Oh, we're going to be back Thursday, December first, eight p.m. Central. Mister Josie Scott of Saliva will be live in studio here at Tulsa Music Stream, and we want to tell you guys we wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. 
Don't fight with your relatives. Don't talk politics. Talk football. Talk turkey. Just keep it light, okay? And then go run around the block about five times after you eat. That's my advice to you. So, you guys got anything else? I'm good. I just thank want you to guys. say thank you to everybody and thanks to you too. And everybody have a great night. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you guys. See you December 1st. Happy Thanksgiving. Much love from Tulsa Music Stream to you. See you soon.